Abby, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I know this has been a long time coming because I have been, I've had my eye on you. That's people's favorite thing to say. I've had my eye on you for quite some time. <laughs> and I know we have been trying to like get together and work together in some kind of capacity. And I've been following you for so long. And thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this new episode of Exquisite Conversations. How are you doing? <laughs> well, I am doing well. And especially after you hear exquisite conversations. Like I just kind of stand up a little, sit up a little bit straighter. But it's 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 definitely a pleasure to be here. It's definitely an honor. Thank you. Thank you. I whenever people say it's an honor, I'm like, oh just stop. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and keep on talking. <laughs> I tell people I get my conceitedness from my dad. Cause he, he was the same way, like, like compliment me, but stop. But keep going. Exactly. You don't, you don't have to say that, but if you go but, say, but say it a little like, bit louder. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't pay her for that though. Just, just so we clear, we keep going. Yep. Yep. I am just so grateful to be in your presence. Um, I have admired you for so long because you're such a strong and very opinionated and like you said, expressive person. And I love it. It's so rare that you come across people that, it, I, I'll rephrase this. It's so rare that I come across people like me <laughs> <laughs> that are expressive, have personalities, you know, because I think people in Charleston, we get so bogged down with trying to put on a face or keep this certain impression of ourselves. It's like, just be yourself. <laughs> so I appreciate any woman that is just, she just does her and she's herself. So tell for everyone that's watching, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, tell us what you do and what you have to offer. Okay, well, I am Ebby J and I am the CEO of Charles Consulting Firm, LLC. I am a trauma advocate. So um, it is my endeavor to help the melanated community understand the components of brain-body connection, um, as well as holding and providing services and accountability for our worship leaders or our um, religious leaders. The, the church has, a lot of times it gets a really bad name and harsh critique um, but you're also asking an entity that doesn't specialize in mental health to help you in the mental health area. Um, so to be able to provide some tools and educations and to help provide language and a safe space mm -hmm. to be able to talk about the ugly and the dark things and, you know, what may be happening and how do I handle this? And am I crazy for feeling this way? Or, you know, is this normal or you know, does God love me? Like that question, I think breaks my heart the most. Um, it's like, well, you know, I, I don't know if I can pray about this. I'm just like, you should ask God what I be praying about. Cause I'm sure you are okay. Like, I don't think he can say anything, but he going to be like, oh, clutches pearls. Cause he listened to me on a daily basis. So honey, you are good. Um, but you know, the unfortunate part about that is I used to feel that way too. You know, growing up in church, being a PK, you know, you, I didn't find a place to plug in to ask questions like I'm thinking this way is this normal does anybody else think this way you know does does God not like questions you know how do I handle this so to be able to combine scriptures and science um 
with all things trauma because at the end of the day, you are a sum total of your environment and statistically speaking, 95% of it is shitty. I don't know if I can say that on here. <laughs> oh, I mean, tell me how it is. <laughs> you know, it's only 5% of mental health is biological. That means the whopping 95% is a byproduct of what has happened to an individual. And so we've got to, we've got to talk about it. And there's such a huge stigma in the black community, you know, well, you just going over there telling people your business. Well, telling you my business isn't helping, you know. <laughs> and if I tell you my business, you don't tell everybody else. So now it's not even my business anymore. And I'm still not getting help. You know, it has, there's such a large stigma, you know. Like, all you're going to do is talk to somebody. You can come talk to me. Or, you know, well, I talk to my friends. Yeah, your friends probably are not equipped to handle what's going on. They may not know what's going on. And I'll tell you one thing, if any clinician or anybody who works in mental health can tell you, some of these diagnoses are so hard to come by because there's so many things at play until your average Joe or your auntie, your uncle, or, you know, grandma Mary just may not get it, you know? And so, and then once you share certain things with family and friends, they can't forget it, you know? So they're going to look at you and they're going to hold that against you, no matter how much they try not to. Um, but it, it definitely weighs on everything that happens after that. And you can't, you can't get free with that burden over your head. So again, you know, just a safe place to really look at, examine the traumas and things that have happened and to help you on that journey of restoration and healing. And that happens in tandem with science, with therapy, with medication, even if it's needed, but just trying to remove that stigma. It's, it's so ugly and it's not helping us. Yeah, I definitely, and it's so, when you were explaining that, I'm just thinking of like so many instances (laughs) for myself personally, like, you know, I feel like this past year has just been such a like I won't say eye opener I'll say it's like kicked in the door on a lot of things for myself and for my family as well and when you think about trauma like people always think about like the physical but trauma is a mental thing as well you know like people like the things that we experience from our childhood the things that we experience from relationships friendships, family, like people don't really like take the time to really think about those things. And you're right. Like we brush them off. Like you telling those people your business, like mm-hmm. who else am I supposed to talk to? That's not going to judge me. That's not mm-hmm. going to make me feel unsafe or make me feel crazy. Like a lot of the issues that I, I look back and I think back is so much that I've experienced and mm-hmm. I'm just like, people really used to make me feel like I was going crazy. Like, yes it, it's and real because it's like like wow like y'all really were tripping <laughs> yeah and and the thing is is there's so much education that needs to happen around the mental health industry uh, fields and understanding it because we ex, you know we totally we're we're okay with soldiers having ptsd you're crazy if you think you have any, you've never served in the army. You didn't have bullets flying at you, but you did. Yeah. You had worries, you had stresses. And I'm not saying you particularly because I don't know your story, you know, but trauma isn't this one big instance. 
it's many little things that your body just did not have the time to recover before the next blow hit. It's like being punched constantly and being expected to function full capacity. So it's cumulative. So sometimes maybe, you know, there was this one big thing that threw off your range of tolerance, but more than likely it was blow after blow after blow after blow. And then boom, you break. So, you know, even the understanding of what trauma is and how mental health happens and forms and the combinations of things, most likely the people that are just kicking and screaming against it the most also need it the most, you know? Like you don't have to be climbing walls to go talk to somebody. You know, you don't wait until you've been in the bed and lost your job because you're depressed, you know, for six weeks to then go, well, maybe something's wrong. Well, you should go talk to somebody. Well, I, I, asked, I told you six weeks ago, sis, that something was happening. You told me I was crazy for thinking about it. <laughs> you, you, you see how conflicting that is? So then they use it, you know, as a weapon against you. Like, you should go talk to somebody. Girl, bye. Yeah. So... So I have to ask this question, like, because I know this past year with COVID has just turned everybody's lives upside down. And I think we all look at ourselves, look at mental health, look at self-care, look at it so much differently. We take it a lot more seriously. So mm-hmm. what's it been like um, working and dealing with, you know, because I'm pretty sure for yourself, this is something we've never been through. So having to like, kind of go through it on your own and also helping other people at at the Mm -hmm. same time like what's that been like that has been like a beautiful bloody gorgeous sunshine filled torrential storms nightmare slash you know really great dream um (laughs) that just kind of gives you you know a, a little bit of how it goes people were suffering terribly before the lockdown and before COVID hit. When you confine people to be with themselves for over a year, even the best of us start to lose your shit at a certain point. However, when you're now keeping people whose only outlet was work, children whose only outlet and safe place was school, families who depended on school lunches to help their family, you know, make it because of stressed resources. When you mix all those things together or when you lock an individual who may have high anxiety in a house by themselves, they're left to their own devices. And unfortunately, we are not realistic sometimes in how people respond. Um, because a lot of things are normal. A lot of reactions and responses are absolutely normal. However, when you are constantly in response mode, that's super taxing. And if you put a bunch of toxic people in a house together, unfortunately, they only have each other to brutalize because they're just fighting for survival, you know? And so seeing that day in and day out and seeing how, the already stressed resources are now either non-existent or so tight because I only have one child and she does not use her school stomach um, and we don't get EBT. And so there's been moments where I'm just kind of like, okay, we're gonna have to ration this, you know, until this happens. Now imagine doing that with four or five children 
with adults, with, you know, multi-generational households, it, the best people would snap. And so like, I applaud those who are courageous enough because it's not easy asking for help. You know, we've been programmed to think that we're less than for needing assistance and that's the exact opposite. So for those brave souls who call in, you know, and reach out for help, like I, I champion them so much because it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. um, now, that being said, <laughs> there are times where it's just kind of like, <sighs> I know it sucks. Mm -hmm. I know we're in a shitty place. <laughs> I know, I get it. Well, guess what? Me too, damn it. Oh, like, <laughs> calm down. Like, you can go get another scoop of ice cream. I understand you were devastated when your ice cream fell on the floor. Dance, suck it up, you know. But you have to, you have to understand that that was traumatic for them. You don't know if maybe it was their last three books to get the ice cream cone. So it's also poked a hole at listening to understand versus mm -hmm. listening to respond um because most people tell you what's wrong we don't hear it we listen to be able to say what we got to say next so mm -hmm. it wasn't that they didn't tell you they were hurting you were just moving so quick until you didn't hear it it wasn't that, that they didn't say they were suicidal or had suicidal ideations we just cloak everything under oh you'll be okay you're super strong go pray about it like those light a fire under me you know because maybe they're not as strong as we think we are and yeah. quite frankly I'm sick of people telling black people to be strong <laughs> we've been strong for 400 fucking years we tired hello <laughs> you know especially as women like she's a strong black woman no I'm resilient as hell but I'm really not as strong as you think I am mm -hmm. you know and and even though I'm strong I still need support and so taking how I feel helps me even on days was super tough to connect with the pain of others because at the end of the day everybody just wants to be seen and heard and safe and to know that they matter and so that's the beauty of what I get to do even on days with drives me up the wall at least they were safe they were seen they were heard and that my friend is the starting grounds mm -hmm. on being able to unpack all of the trauma and all of the things that have happened and create healthy lifestyles for themselves and consequently for their family, for their children. So their children won't be you know, privy to or suffer at the hand of their undealt with trauma. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Stressful sometimes, but it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think of like, you know, everything that you said is 100% true. I just think of, in addition to all of that, like so many of us have been dealing with grief from people dying from COVID, people just died. Cause I lost my dad at the top of like quarantine. So it was like, I was already going crazy. And then I'm like, now I gotta sit in the house and go even crazier. Like, you know, it was really like, I feel like this was all like, you know, how you say, like people tell you to be strong. It's like, this was a test for that. Like all of this was like an extreme test for us all to like, are you really strong? Am I really strong? Am I really resilient? Like, can I really do this? Like, right. it would, like I, I really feel like mental health was like, 
the major thing that came out of all of this for us, like health in general, but just the exactly. fact of taking a second to be like, am I okay? Like, am I feeling all right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, as some of us, we don't, we've never even asked ourselves these questions. You know, exactly. so it makes us feel, I know like some of us, like I talk to my aunt so much and she'll be like, you know, I'd be talking to myself in the car, like, so if you all right, like you <laughs> like, please ask. What's happening? Yeah, but that's we need to do that more. It shouldn't have to be crazy for us to like just check in with yourself, you know, and exactly. just see how you're doing. I think COVID has taught us that we're not superhuman. And I think that is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It has made it okay to hurt. It has made it okay to cry. It has made it okay to be afraid. It has made it okay to not be in everybody's face and have some time for yourself and really be introspective. Um, You know, with that, you know, I, I think it's tested and proved a lot of relationships and friendships. Like, are you good together? Or did you just have free time? Because it's completely different when you're looking at that sucker all day, <laughs> male or female. It's kind of like we have nothing in common. So I think it's been a really good thing. Um, you know, on the flip side of that, I want to touch on something you said about grief. Mm-hmm. Um, grief, it's so tricky and it's so broad. And it comes in waves. And when you mix those waves with isolation, um, people always say like, I'm heartbroken, but you're not heartbroken. The clinical term would be brain broken because of the way your brain processes it. Um, Like I've been trying to be a lot more intentional on checking in with people. Pardon me, like with my close friends who have lost someone. I don't care if it was like great, great, great grandma, Annie, the fact that they, past during this time where you could not travel where you could not really give your loved ones the homegoing celebration that they rightfully and justly deserve you know we're doing facebook funerals which thank god for technology um you know but you can't even have your loved ones near you so that's super hard so it's like all right god like you already took my family member and you took the funeral yeah like I, I can't know, even we can't even no more yeah you know? it's like grieving is just so different it's like you literally like you're alone you're sitting in your house and it's just like you just have to deal it's nothing you can do you know yeah. but in those like, times I tell people to reach out like reach out to somebody I I don't care if only thing you can do on the other end of that phone is cry to be able to do that with someone else honestly relieve some of the burden because you know you're not alone like you might be physically in the location alone but to be able to just share the fact that like I'm hurting like I'm not in a good place right now you know I just want five minutes you know I just I just need to get this off me I need to cry it out give me five minutes I can't tell you how many times I just put the phone on mute there's nothing I can do for the individual they just need to get it out you know so in, in those times, I, I would strongly suggest reach out. Even have the inbox and be like, hey, having a moment? If you're free, I need to talk to you. Well, I don't know if I'm talking, but I just need a person. You know, so just make sure as much as possible, because we westernized countries, you know, we do everything alone, you know. And why would be a burden if I call again? You know, you might be sad 642 times. The 643rd call, 
you might be able to smile. You might be able to tell a joke, you know? So that, that part is at all possible. Try to share that with someone, you know, because it, it does lift the burden, um, you know, and it gets better. It, it gets better. Um, I, my dad passed August, it'd be four years. I lost my dad and I lost my adoptive mom within six days of each other. And the one thing people always say was like, you know, time heals all wounds. That is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> technically incapable of happening. Um, time gives you enough time to go through the cycles. And there are certain days that are better. There are certain days that are worse. Um, so that is one lie. I'd like to just throw out there. It does not heal anything. Um, healing heals. Um, and it, it does get better. But on the days that it's not better and you're just falling apart, that's a good day too because you can feel it Mm -hmm. um so just be kind and gentle with yourself and you know turn the music up real loud do air dance parties um (laughs) throw all the pillows off the couch you know jump up and down do whatever you need to do to get some of that energy out of your body and you, you you will at least feel a little bit better physically I think that's per that's perfect, perfect, perfect advice. So you said so much and you like, <laughs> I'm like making mental notes. Like I like when you said like brain broken. I was like, damn, that is deep. Like, Cause when you said that, I just thought of all the times of when I've used that term or when I've said that term or just even how I felt personally and mm-hmm. people that I know that have been going through the motions. I had a friend that it was like, it felt like every other like months she had something horrible happening to her throughout all this quarantine stuff like losing her car losing her job like it was just so much going on and and you're right like checking in with people you know especially because we've all been through a rough time like right even a simple text how are you doing asking someone are you okay like that mean that can mean the world to somebody going through hell yes you know and just like, just being present. It's like, you don't even have to say that. Sometimes you just be there and just hold their hand while they cry or just listen to them while they vent. Like, you know, I work with like small businesses on like creative stuff, but half the time I'd be on the phone with people and they talking to me and I'm just like, I just listen because I'm like, I know not everybody has that. You know, right. not everybody has people they can be able to vent to. And I'm like, if you just vent to me, you needed this (laughs) yes I don't envy you you have a hard job Mm -hmm. like I would quit after probably 15 minutes I oh my lord so like I take my hat off to you and yeah and you do it so well like it's excellent so (sighs) I'll be trying because child I'll be like I'll be like lord like because I remember the first time it happened it was like shortly after like my dad died and this, I can't remember what she, I think she wanted like a website, but she had to tell me, we were on the phone for about maybe 45 minutes. And the first like 40 minutes, all she did was like talk about everything she's been going through, how horrible she's been feeling. And then another five minutes, we talked about the website and that was it. <laughs> and you were probably the first person she had talked to in so long. And, that, and my mom so kept long. saying that she was like, she said, well, Kim, like, these days, like people don't have anybody now. Like we yeah. a lot of people don't have anybody to talk to. She's like, just like how you lost your dad, like she's going through it too. Like, 
you know, and I was just like, it just made me think like, and that's why I go out of my way now to like text people and say, what's up? Like, what are you doing? I send them a funny meme or said like, say something crazy, like, because just checking in and showing someone like you're at least on my mind, like that, like that can make the world of an impact, you know? It does. It really does. Especially anybody in mental health will tell you sometimes literally is life or death is knowing that you're on somebody's mind because they don't feel like they matter to anybody. So, you know, I tell you all the time, whenever the spirit, you know, leads you to do something, just follow it because you never know how two words or what's up or an emoji makes a huge difference. Or even I love you, like just telling somebody oh, I love you. I, I started okay. that now. With all my friends, I tell them I love them. Yeah. And it's like my best friend the first time, like during quarantine, when we actually got to like talk and like we did a Zoom, like I taught her how to like pull it up on her phone. <laughs> and like, because she was like, Kim, I don't know how to do this stuff. I was like, I just need to look at your damn face, okay? That's it. <laughs> That's just need to look it. At your face. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care if it's frozen. Let me just see you real quick. <laughs> because a lot of times you can tell what's really up with somebody because, you know, we're so programmed to not be forthcoming until like we give you i'm good no everything's fine no i promise like trust me but if you can look at their face you can see it on their Mm -hmm. face and sometimes like all right thanks for the first line you ain't gonna get too many more now tell me what's going on but just yeah even to be able to like i get to the point like sometimes i close my eyes and just like if i can't remember what their face looks like it's been too long um, yeah. I was so going that's my through way. that and it was scary I was like oh my god I don't remember what my mom looks like I don't remember what my my nephew looks like I'm like send me a picture just take a random yes. picture right now like yes <laughs> yes bonnet and all I don't care I just need to see you yes <laughs> <laughs> well tell the people how they can book you how they can find you how they can take advantage of your your knowledge and your resources everything that you have to offer because people like you are needed like you are like the <laughs> you holding us together you holding us together so we just doing the best we can where we are um, well i appreciate it <laughs> you are welcome you can reach me um at email ebby e is an uh ebby ebby and that's bravo bravo so ebby at consult info. Yep, ebby at consult info. Um, that is my email. You can call me via phone um, or text. It's a business line, but it does have texting capabilities at 775-442-EBBY or 775-442-3229. So, you know, if you don't have anything to write it down, just remember 775-442-EBBY, E-B-B-Y. Um, and I would love to just be able to, um, do a consult and just see if we're a good fit, um, you know, to help you on that journey and discover what's going on and where you need to be. Cause trauma is so cunning. Like it's strategically designed to stop your story. And when trauma happens, most people lives stop producing at that day and they just start existing. And that's not okay <clears throat> because we're all created on purpose for a purpose and with so much purpose, you know, we need to figure out where we need to go back to, how to press pray and show up as our best self every day because you're dope and you're needed. Like we have enough knockoffs, we have enough copycats, we have enough mimics, like you are needed just how you are, even 
if you're falling apart right now, like we still need you. So yeah, reach out and let's talk and see how we can see how we can get you going. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I just, I feel so much better from talking <laughs> to you. So if you're watching this or listening, um, you need to call her, give her all your money, um, book her for everything. <laughs> and yeah, she's just going to send you off feeling like a much better person. And um, I just love it. I'm just so grateful for individuals like you that take the time to you know, show people that you care. I was just about to say I care a lot because I saw that movie yesterday on Netflix. Oh, see, we, we got to talk offline because yes. I feel some kind of way Girl, about that, that movie. movie was a trick. And the sad part is that it happens in 2021. It's a yes. real thing and so many people don't know. But to stay on topic, stay on topic, we, we might have to talk about this one offline though. But yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes. Well, yep. I definitely appreciate you taking the time to talk to uh, to me, to all of our listeners, all of everybody that's watching. I definitely appreciate it. This has been another awesome episode of Exquisite Conversations.